Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Urban Connect Podcast. My name is Caleb. I will be your host here along with my co-host, Stephen Frankie. Um, If you guys haven't listened, if this is the first time you're jumping in and listening to our podcast, we just want to say thank you for those who who have those of you who have been listening and and uh, faithfully listening to our podcast, I we just want to say thank you. I know I've talked to several of you guys and um, you've enjoyed the podcast and and it's been encouraging to you and and that's why we're here. We're here to encourage you, the listener, um, to go into your community, to go into your neighborhood, uh, wherever it is God has called you and be a part of the kingdom and build the kingdom uh, in the place that you are. And um, like we do uh, most times on on these episodes, we invite leaders from around our city and uh, around literally from all over to come in and share their experiences and their stories on how they are part of they are a part of building the kingdom of God. And we hope this is encouraging to you and we hope that um, we're bringing leaders to the table um, that are just explaining this in a, a simple way where um, they're coming along and they are sharing their real life stories. And these are guys that Stephen and I know well and we have seen in action um be a part of kingdom business and and be a part of going literally into their neighborhoods sharing the gospel um and and pouring into to so many people so uh today's episode is going to be a little different we're excited for our conversation that we're going to jump into here in a few minutes um and but it's just going to be steven and i on this episode but uh we pray that this conversation is very meaningful and challenging i know as we've even just been talking here a few minutes in preparation, Stephen. Um, I know it's it's a conversation you and I, you and I have had several times um, around this area, and um, but I think it's a, a conversation that needs to happen in the church, in the home, wherever you are, um, because man, as we sit today, our world is constantly changing, right? And so we um, we just want to come to you today and and encourage you and challenge you uh, and help you hopefully process through some things, maybe even that you're dealing with, or some things that you're dealing with in your circles of influence, in your family, wherever it may be. But um, before we jump in, man, Stephen, give us uh, just a quick highlight of what's been happening with Unite Phoenix, what's been going on there, how are things going, uh, what are you some things you're gearing up for next? Yeah, Unite Phoenix is going well. Uh, we are, I think, about five months back after everything that happened with COVID and nine months of, of taking a break, essentially, uh, from some of the events that we were doing. And I, I couldn't be more grateful. I really do feel right now uh, that we're better than ever. Uh, the volunteers that we have that are coming out, they're impassioned, uh, they're driven, they're excited. Uh, every time you feel like there's hoolering and hollering every single time uh, that we meet together and uh, we're seeing some pretty amazing things happen once people get out to the various projects. And so I know we just had an event a couple of weeks ago and uh, we had a couple of girls that had come for the very first time. 
And they were the only two volunteers that went to Hope Response, which is one of our partners, and an outreach that they were having. And this is a fun outreach. I mean, you're going door to door, you're handing out roses to all the moms, uh, just asking if they need prayer for anything. And these two girls, one of them I, I had a chance to talk to, and she's from England, and her parents were Iraqi refugees. And um, it was, first of all, just amazing hearing her story, but then she actually went into uh, this burden that she has on her specifically to be able to uh, teach English mm -hmm. to to people who don't know English, specifically refugees. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Uh, Nicole and I for months have been praying for a family uh, that would be willing to go into the home uh, of a refugee family from Syria. And uh, they've been here for about three years now, maybe a little bit longer than that, but around three years and still don't know English very well. It's very hard to get a job here uh, without knowing English. And so they need some help. And it was just really awesome to hear this girl say, hey, I have a burden for this. And I'm like, good, because I have the need. And uh, so we were able to connect her with that family. Again, only two volunteers for that project, which normally projects get 10, 15, 20 volunteers, mm -hmm. but it was a right to, it was yeah. perfect. And we heard about that with uh, Jumpstart Ministries too, with Joanne Sweeney, very similar thing. Uh, <clears throat> a guy that's connected to uh, a networking group that I'm a part of. Um, he runs a, a financial planning company and his girlfriend came with him and she immediately connected with Joanne. They went out for lunch, I think, oh, wow. and just finding out new ways that she can help them out. Hmm. So it's good. It's, it's been really good. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think I sat with that same couple that you're referencing, yeah. um, prior to kind of our introductions of the organizations and, and you could just tell like they were here, yeah. uh, anticipating what they were going to be able to be a part of and what they were going to be able to join into. And that's awesome to hear. Um, that they they were able to make that connection. So, yeah. cool. How about, how about aim right? Caleb, hey, what's, um, what's the latest? What is the latest? Well, we are gearing up for um, a lot of things coming our way. We've got uh, vacation Bible school um, coming up. We run two weeks of vacation Bible school every summer, and so we're getting they're starting decorating and and just gearing up for that. We've got a group coming from Virginia and a group coming from Ohio, uh, two separate weeks to help run those those programs um so they do that as a mission trip to come join and then support our team and help us uh reach the neighborhood here uh and then also everybody's highlight is of course summer camp we are just about three weeks away from summer camp we're gonna be heading up to dolores colorado and this year we're um anticipate anticipating about 30 to 35 campers our goal is 30 but um it's looking like we might be able to take 35 with us this year which is amazing um but even just the the generosity of people that are joining us um we've had uh i want to say 10 campers sponsored just today um that people our team is is reaching out to their networks and talking to their family and their friends and saying hey would you partner with us would you sponsor a camper to go to summer camp so he or she can experience life transformation you've been there it gives me goosebumps mm -hmm. just thinking about just the the amount of life change that happens in a week's time um and we've seen uh kids who who walk in the the doors or walk onto to the camp property you know you know probably in their mind saying i'm never going to be in a relationship with christ that, that's not for me and man by the time they leave they are completely uh just 
fallen in love with Jesus and excited to be in a relationship with him. And so, man, if you're listening today, uh, be in prayer for Unite Phoenix and, and the events that, that they have coming together and, and be in prayer for our team and especially for summer camp. Um, that is a, a, a time again where uh, we want to we want to have good things happen and, and life change, but it, we are also always faced with opposition. Um, you've seen some of those things, Stephen. Where I mean, I, there's things that happen at camp that I've never experienced in my life. It's demonic oppression and just all these things that surface because the enemy's scared. He he's he's wanting to hang on and cling on to people that are are not living a life for Jesus. And and we obviously want the exact opposite of that. And so um, just be in prayer for our team. And and Stephen and you and Nicole are joining us that week with the boys. I talked to Micah today. He said he's down to help with the team building activities. Um, so, awesome. hey, it's great, man. But uh, let's yeah. dive into today, to today's... Yeah. Really, really quick. Yeah. For those listening, $250. It's not that much money. Uh, but it has lasting impact. This yeah. is kingdom impact yeah. for eternity. Um, Caleb's right. He's not whitewashing this. I think a couple of years ago, was it 30, 35 kids got baptized? Yeah. Well, That's two years ago. Two, 22 uh, baptisms incredible. two years ago. And yeah. the year before that was was 32 young people gave their life to Christ. Um, and yeah. It's, it's an investment. Awesome. It it's is. a it is. very, very good investment. So, yeah. yeah if you want to give, yeah. uh, you can simply just go to aimright.org, click the donate button, um, and then you can select summer of impact, and and that money will go directly towards camp and and be a part of of this summer's programming. So, thank you in advance if you choose to do that. So, well, you ready to jump into today's conversation? Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like we need to have a little bit of a disclaimer Ooh. right yeah. off the bat. So yeah. if you like what you heard so far, <laughs> this might be that time when you want to just get up, uh, shake things off a little bit. Um, we didn't talk about this beforehand, um, but the the subject matter that we're talking about today, we're not a podcast uh, that intentionally intentionally tries to um, stir up things or, you know, a lot of times those are the the best podcasts, right? The ones that talk about controversial subjects and want to dive deep into that. That's not Caleb and I, that's not our heart. Um, but we, we do have kids. Uh, we work with a lot of kids, um, in this neighborhood. And, uh, this is something that, that is just lately come up and maybe mm -hmm. it's, it's even good timing ahead of camp. This, this yeah. most likely is something that we're going to encounter. And I think right now God's just preparing us for that. So yeah. Slight disclaimer right off the bat. Um, uh, and, and the disclaimer is more, more towards, uh, don't get puffed up. Uh, don't get worked up over something like this. There's different beliefs on this, different viewpoints, and that's okay. And, and that's why we're talking about it. And in all truthfulness, Caleb and I, we, we've talked about this and it's hard for us. It's really difficult to process this and even a biblical stance on it, what God's called us to do both as parents and as steward stewards of, of kids that he's had us working with. So yeah. please don't be offended. Um, if anything, go straight to prayer afterwards. And we trust that God's going to just pierce your heart in the right mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Yeah. And two, I think... Um, <clears throat> Man, everybody's probably like, ah, we're done. <laughs> they've they've done exited out of this. No, um, but I think too, I would just say is is this is a this is a topic as a subject that that we're con continually striving to to learn mm -hmm. and to understand better. 
Um, and, you know, Steve and I both believe the word of God to be the truth, right? And, and, and everything we do in life, uh, centers around that, right? The decisions we make for the organizations that we run, the decisions that we make for our families, for our kids, for the relationships that God has, has placed in our lives and, and called us to, to whether it be counsel or just, uh, just impart wisdom into those different the, those different relationships, and so uh, we're continuing to learn and con- striving to to know how to better handle some of these situations, right? And so um, just know that that we want to learn alongside of you, and, and we would love for you to learn alongside of us. And so um, yeah, don't be afraid to hit us up after we have this conversation. You listen to this podcast um, and, and you want to pick our brain or if you want to, you know, maybe you had a thought. Um, I know that's kind of putting us out there. I didn't ask Stephen if I could do that, but uh, but we'll welcome the conversation um, and and all. So yeah, from there, from here, let's Ray rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. So we, uh, Caleb and I, if you don't know, we have kids uh, that range anywhere from I think it's eight, right? Eight, eight years old, uh, all oh, seven, I'm sorry, seven years old to 14 years old. And so we have a couple that are now teenagers or approaching adolescents here. And um, this is usually the time when, when weightier subjects are discussed in school. Um, there's a lot more pressures as, as you parents out there that have kids know you that of course have been teenagers yourself. You know this, uh, the stresses of life, the pressures of conforming uh in in a certain identity are all rising to the surface at this age and so um the this conversation actually came out of a conversation with one of our recent guests that we had ryan thurman uh where him and i were having coffee and being very vulnerable and just talking about what happens when your child comes to you and and says that they're dealing with something massive um, and that could be a drug issue. Uh, it could be uh, an identity issue. It could be uh, what a lot of kids are, are going through right now, which is even um, um, just questions on gender or mm-hmm. um, sexuality. And so uh, Ryan and I got into it and we talked about it. And, and I was just open and honest with him and told him that as a father, I've thought about this. I've thought about, you know, the day that maybe one of my, my kids come up to me and they lay down a hammer (laughs) and they just lay down something that I'm not prepared for that. I haven't done all the research on and, and thought about thoroughly. Um, and what would my response be knowing that they're looking at my face? They're, they're mm-hmm. like hinging on everything that comes out of my mouth and that those words that, that I say, or the faces that I make, it could have a lasting impression. It could right. cause massive division right <clears throat> in our life. So what do I do? Well, I'm like a lot of guys, I think, and I'm planning, like I'm, I'm preparing for these conversations, not wanting to mess up. And so we, we spent some time specifically uh, talking about just even with our kids where um, with sexuality, because that that has changed a lot yeah. in the last 20 years from our youth. Um, and I was looking up a statistic right before this that was in a USA Today article that talked about how 6% of adults, uh, they identify as transgender or uh, they're... Um, they haven't selected whether they're male or female. 
And so I was like 0.6%. Okay, that doesn't sound like a lot. It's 1.3 million, I believe, uh, in the United States. But then it talked about this age group that's 13 to 17 years of age, which is basically ninth to 11th grade. And how in that age group, it's 3%. That is, that is a huge difference. It's 500% increase. And so we hear a lot about it. We know that this is, this is a hot subject matter right now. Um, but it, again, it's the conversation is as a parent, how do you react? You know, yeah. because that could happen, right, Caleb? Yeah, totally. And I think, I mean, you know, you watch TV, I watch TV, you see commercials, um, you listen to music, you know, it's this, this topic is, is all around us. Um, and you know, there's there's questions that come up there are um thoughts that you can see your kids processing as they see um things out in the community and um and so this is this is a very real conversation um and this may come across as a little extra raw uh to some people but i think Man, um, we just came through a, a series at the church that you and I both attend. Um, Josh, Josh Weisbrod, who who was a guest on our podcast a while back, talking about sex and relationships and marriage, and and I think the reality is, is the church needs to be having these conversations because if we're not careful, the the world, right, what we would deem the world or, or the around outside around us is going to dictate how these conversations go, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so man, for us as believers, for us as men and women of God, we need to be the ones having these conversations and not let this be overtaken. I mean, it already has um, been a conversation has been overtaken by, you know, the world, but we need to be on the forefront of this as well. Um, And so, Stephen, you came in my office earlier today and, and just simply sat down and, um, said, Caleb, what if, what if one of your kids came to you and sat down on the couch with you? Um, I'm paraphrasing this because, you know, how we do, but no, uh, we did have this conversation. You came in and he said, Caleb, what if one of your kids, or you said, what if one of my kids would come to me and say, dad, I think, I think I may be gay. I think I, I may identify as a woman, not a man. I may want to take a, a step into this lifestyle, um, if you want to say it that way. And what would your response be? You, you asked me, what would my response be? You said, man, what should my response be? Yeah. And and this is, um, like you said earlier, this is a moment in time where um, you have an opportunity with your young boys and I have an opportunity with my young kids. Um, if, if we were to have this conversation and, and please listen to, we're not wishing for this conversation, but the reality is, is that there's so much coming. There's so much information being infiltrated into our kids lives. They're listening to it. They're seeing it. And there is this there somewhere along the line, somebody's going to deal with this, right? So we're not wishing this on anybody. We're not saying, man, I hope this conversation comes, but it's saying, how can we be ahead of the game and how can we be prepared, right? Yeah. And I, it's, <clears throat> there's also, there, this is a very mixed emotion. So you have mm-hmm. one side, which is, oh my goodness, I, I don't know if I'm equipped to to deal with this, you know, if, if that's even the right word or to respond in the right way to this. Um, and then the other side is, 
oh, wow, my son, my daughter just came up to me and trusted me with this information. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a really big deal when you, when you really think about what's transpiring, uh, everything that's built up on the other side with your child and the fear that they're facing and the, the possible rejection that they're walking into because they just don't know. Yeah, dad's been understanding in this X, Y, and Z, right? All these things, mm-hmm. but this is way different. A matter of fact, I've heard him preach on this. You know, I've heard him talk to other people in a Bible study about this specific subject. And I don't know if I agree with my dad, you know, and so so that that also comes in this package, right? When they come and they they're unloading this and it's a very emotional thing to do, of course. But again, yes, you know, they're talking about this thing that that might be a little foreign to you and you don't understand it very much. But the other part of that is they trust you. Yeah. Like the fact that they're coming out and letting you know that and telling you this mm-hmm. is because they if they feel it's so important for them to let you know about yeah. that because they love you. And so Caleb and I were talking uh before this, but I I translated that and Ryan and I did the same thing to God's love for us and what yeah. he desires from us and how we're really bad at this <laughs> when it comes down to it. Uh, being able to confess, to come to the Father and say, God, I'm I'm struggling with this. Like I am having a major hard time with this, especially as guys, we want to fix it. You know, we yeah. we think, hey, I'm going to clean up first and then I'm going to go to God. And, and basically I'm going to give him praise for helping me clean up, even though I'm the one who's taking this on. Mm-hmm. And instead he says, come to me, um, come to me, come to the cross. And um, so it's really interesting. We're obviously talking about our kids. And I know a lot of people listening to this, you're going through this right now, or maybe it's not you who has a son or daughter that's going through this, um, but it's a very, very close friend of yours uh, that's that's going through this. And, And maybe you're seeing a side where they're they're not handling it well and there's been a ton of rejection and a pushing away uh from that son or daughter um others maybe you're saying man they they should write a book on uh, on how they've handled this um because it looks very christlike yeah and so i mean but but this is something it again it's not to bring up a subject to hey let's discuss and it's controversial this is this is a very real thing that yeah. could happen and when it does happen it's not in a letter uh, that's sent to you and then you have 24 to 48 hours to respond to that letter from your son or daughter most likely it's going to come in your living room on your couch and this is going to happen and what are you going to do yeah is the filter that you run this through in your mind is it through Christ's love and how he would handle the situation or is it something out of the flesh yeah and, and be careful if it's if it's flesh motivated or it's sacred cows from what you grew up with uh even biblically biblical standing uh that you're leaning on um because your kid they're not thinking about that they're just thinking about oh my gosh is dad still gonna love me Mm -hmm. is mom still gonna care for me um or are they gonna reject me yeah it's huge it's a big deal yeah and i i think too and correct me if i'm wrong but i think you know for you and i growing up you know maybe maybe to relate this to to maybe the the population that's listening to our podcast maybe when you were growing up you know the conversations you were having or or the conversations your friends were having with their parents or or you were having with your parents were saying hey mom dad i've got a i've got a drug addiction right mom dad i've got an alcohol addiction mom dad um i slept with my girlfriend and she's pregnant 
right? Like, yeah. like those are the things that we heard growing up. You didn't hear this conversation as much, you know, in my younger years, it was kind of a taboo conversation to have. Um, but you didn't hear about this happening in town or, or happening in, in your church or around the, the neighborhood. Right. And it's this conversation of mom, dad, I don't know who I am. You know, I don't know if I identify as a boy or a girl, I don't know if I have an attraction towards boys or girls and, and where, where do I stand, you know? And it's, and it's, again, it's a conversation that's popping up left and right. And I've, I've even heard, um, you know, aim rights, a part of a, a fairly conservative network, a conservative Mennonite network where we, we, we partner with them on different events. And, and these are conversations that are even popping up in that community. And I've been really impressed that, that, they're they're bringing some of these conversations to the table and and saying hey how do we how do we handle these how do we approach these these situations but um, something that you said just kind of really just I guess resonated with me was the fact that that your son your my my daughter or my son whoever it may be is is coming to you and entrusting you to react to them with God's love. Right. Right. And, and we had, we talked about this with Jordan on the podcast a few weeks ago where he was saying young people are leaving the church because they're tired of the hypocrisy that they see within the church. And it's this mom and dad or whoever's preaching one thing from the pulpit. But man, when we get home, man, dad is a jerk. Dad does not live the way at home that he preaches across the pulpit. And, And it's those kinds of things. Your kids watch you. Our kids are watching us and, and they say, like you said, you know, well, dad, man, he's always compassionate towards this person or this, pe- these people. And man, when, when, when youth come and share their struggles, man, dad's always coming at home and saying, man, mom, we need to pray. We need to pray for this person. We need to pray for this. And they see that. And I think if we were to have this conversation with our kids, they would be, they are hoping that they come to you and you're going to respond the same way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, it's just, it's what we long for, you know, as parents. I know, Caleb, you and I, we're, we're very similar in this. Mm-hmm. Like, we want our kids to be able to trust us um, with anything that they put on our plate. And I don't think we trust ourselves 100% that we're going to handle it completely perfectly. Yeah. Um, although I think that I, I do a lot better now than I would have five years ago, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like hard not to even get emotional thinking about it mm-hmm. um, because I love my kids more than anything else in this world. And I know that my parents love me more than anything else in this world. And in yeah. most parents, that's the case. But a lot of times it can be things that, that, that they believe in their soul to be right. And <clears throat> I think a lot of times it's, it's also, that's birthed out of fear too. It's and I think Hollywood does a really good job of this, uh, where the church, again, it still is a little taboo. They just don't know how to respond to something like this, especially if they're concerned about people in their church being offended by it on either side of the aisle. It's definitely sensitive, right? But 
Hollywood tackles it. And I've seen it over and over again where I'll get like choked up and emotional Mm -hmm. watching something, watching, uh, especially, you know, maybe like a gay couple with an adopted son or daughter, you know, and how they tell them about this life, you know, what the things that they have to deal with, uh, the pressures, you know, just the, the looks that they receive and, and even, I just saw it on a show. I'm not going to name the show, um, but I saw saw a show uh, just a week ago where they were talking about a Christian viewpoint, like Christians, Mm. this is how they believe and trying to talk to their son about it. And so this is very polarizing. I mean, it's Christians. uh, I wouldn't say Christians against the world, but it's definitely Christians are the ones that are looked at with this in this particular subject area where we're just, we might be missing it a little mm. bit. You know, mm-hmm. we, we definitely put certain <clears throat> sins up on pedestals and rate them higher than other sins. Even though you yeah. and I, we sin all the time, Caleb, we yeah. have these things we deal with, but there's these things that we just get stuck on yeah. and, and we have the hardest time with it. And, yeah. and maybe it's something, it's not in the Bible. It's not something that we see Jesus address like face on, like he does a myriad of other things that are going mm-hmm. on, whether it's sickness, a lame man, prostitute, all these things that he confronts. Maybe that's our, our difficulty with it is we don't see Jesus like come to somebody who is, uh, you know, gender neutral <laughs> or mm-hmm. somebody, you know, that is, um, you know, again, that that might be dealing with all sorts of issues, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. I, I, um, you said Jesus doesn't yeah. handle anything like this, but, mm-hmm. um, man, as you were just, uh, talking there, I yeah. was, I, I got the, the picture of, of the woman at the well. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, Jesus sits down at the well. There's a woman there. She's a Samaritan, a woman, Samaritan yeah. woman. You know, he's Jewish, not supposed to be hanging out, you know, let alone a man and a woman, right? Yeah. And so um, here we see this picture, and he, he, he asks this woman, he says, give me a drink. And, you know, he goes down through, and, and if you're listening and you're familiar with the story, I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but we know what this woman's life represented, right? Yeah. There's a reason she was at the well by herself. In the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, right? <laughs> yeah. At the hottest part of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody else was there getting water and it was because she was an outcast, right? She was a prostitute. She was a woman that had many relationships with many men in town. And, and, you know, this may not, this may not totally correlate to, to what we're discussing, but I think it's a a good picture of, of where we are is, is Jesus simply sits down and says, give me a drink. And then he starts a conversation and, and he goes into, to, you know, sharing with her that everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And, and he offers her hope, right? He offers her, he's not saying now, if you go back down into the temple and go in the back corner and get on your knees and pray five time and, and do all these things, you know, he, he's, he's offering this gift to her, right? He's not saying before you want to, you know, even think about experiencing eternal life, you've got to go do these things. Right. And in the midst of her sin, he offers that. Yeah. Right. And, and then, you know, um, 
we know how she goes back into town and she says, guys, guys, like, let me tell you what just happened, right? Yeah. I'm making might, sure I'm might not. Might be one of the greatest evangelists we see in the New Testament. <laughs> she gets the whole right. town to come out. Yeah. Listen to all that he has told me. Yeah. He told me of all I've ever did. Something of that effect. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so I think that that gives us a, a good example of, yeah. of how Jesus handles situations like this. And and yeah. and there's others, right? Um there's others that 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 we go, could go to and we could talk about. But I think this just really clearly says, man, Jesus approached this woman in love yeah. and with compassion and and offered her hope. And and I think for us as men of God and and if you're listening as a woman of God, um, I think that's this is an opportunity for us to, if it be our kids, if it be a young person that we're working with, a young adult, whoever it may be, this is our opportunity to offer them hope. And and it's not a, you know, coming down and 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 in a sense, you know, putting the hammer down, right? It's not saying, oh well, I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you made this decision. I can't believe you decided to live like this. How could you? I thought I raised you better. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a conversation that happens all too often. Um but simply, man, I just get a picture of you like sitting on your couch, mm-hmm. right? And and your son or whoever it may be is is just coming and and they put their head on their on your shoulder. That's that's yeah. when 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 you started talking about this earlier today and, yeah. and we spent some time, that's just the picture I've been getting is just yeah. sitting on a couch, your son, your daughter, they come, they put their head on your shoulder, right? It's a safe place. Yeah. It's a place where you love, we love, and 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 we love them in this this place unconditionally. And and they're trusting us with something that that they know is risky. Yeah. They know whatever whatever it may be, you know. Yeah. Like I said earlier, a drug addiction. Um, you know, hey dad, I got my girlfriend pregnant, or hey mom, I'm pregnant, you know, like I'm whatever. A thief. I'm yeah. I'm a thief, right? And yeah. and I think all too many times, you know, and and maybe this is something we need to be practicing in our early years as parents, right? Because because we were just having our conver- a conversation similar to this last night with our our neighbors was how, man, they're like, man, your kids are just so well behaved and they just do such a great job when they come over and they're so polite, and and I'm like laughing, man. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> no, like, and we hear that all the time, right? right. You oh, hear yeah. that, and yeah. and it's like they go to the church and you pick them up from kids' church and like, your kids were just so well behaved. Five seconds later, we're walking down the sidewalk and they're kicking each other and they're antagonizing each other. And we're like, yeah. I'm going to send you back to church and, and, and let you get fixed. No, but, but that's kind of, but that's kind of, um, man, I just totally lost train of thought. Um, but oh, shoot. Yeah. No, but I, <laughs> you I know, get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially what people see, what they perceive and you're perceiving something yeah. different, but I, I like, especially the woman at the well example is really good because the perception from others, from his disciples were, 
what are you doing? Yeah. And, and yeah. even before that, why are we going to Samaria? Yeah. Like this is a, a country, if if you're not familiar with this, where the Jews, before they crossed into Samaria, or actually when they were coming back from Samaria into Israel, they would actually kick off the dirt on their shoes because they didn't want to track in the dirt yeah. uh, that was coming in from the country. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's a prejudice there that, that maybe most of us don't even realize um, that was happening. But here his disciples are telling Jesus, why? Why Why are we here for one? Why are you talking with a woman, yeah. um, you know, in the middle of the day, a Samaritan woman? Like, the, it was perplexing to him. And, yeah. and that's the thing. But when it comes to, again, somebody that's your kin, that's your son, daughter, mm-hmm. and they're telling you something like this, it, it's it's completely different. And mm-hmm. and I think it's something where even even processing it and looking at it, again, through God's eyes. I mean, this is something where the father's love for us, it's the same thing. And we just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I think through our thick heads, I, I am constantly in this state of, I need to clean myself up. I need to clean myself up. And once I do that, then I can approach the father. Then I can get on my knees. Then I can have that communion with him once again. Yeah. But it's it's always about that. And, and even a decision, a, a, a conversation that you're going to have with your kids where they they tell you something as massive as any of these things we talked about. What is it that goes through your mind first? Is it is it this self-preservation? And mm-hmm. you're thinking, oh, wait a minute. I'm the director of Unite Phoenix. I'm the executive director of Aimright Ministries. You know, what are the implications for me? How does this change things? Um, and especially if I'm supporting this, you know, yeah. or if it's something where I am pro my son, daughter, no matter what, no matter what other people think, you know, and that's, again, I, I can't help but think that that's how Christ is with us. He is pro us, even in the yeah. thick of the worst things that we're going through. But he wants us to come to us. That's his desire is yeah. just to come. And he's like, come to me. You said this earlier, those who are heavy laden, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have the scripture by chance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I was pull, I pulled up here. Yeah. Um, Matthew uh, chapter 11, 28 just mm-hmm. simply says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And and 29 goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. Come to me, those who are questioning their gender. Come to me, those that are dealing with a massive drug addiction. Come to me, those that are dealing with homelessness right now. All, all apply. I mean, that's right. it. And that's what's so important. There is no asterisk at the end of that That's or footnote that says, except for this. This is too much. This is too grave of a sin. There's nothing like that in there. And I think it, we have to be so careful when we have these additives to God's word. And it doesn't, there's nothing that's that's mm-hmm. talked about here where it's condoning any kind of sin whatsoever. But at the same time, you're talking about people's very real lives and the fact that there is an entire segment of this population that's identifying in something other that, than what you identify with. And they feel rejected, not rejected by just anyone, not by their neighbor, but by Christians, Yeah, you know, and that falls on us as individuals within yeah. this this christian walk that we have and so it's definitely a challenge and it's something where instead of you going straight to your your um 
to your commentaries that you have in your notes from Bible college, like I normally would do, right. instead of going straight to that and trying to find a way to defend your your bias or or your views or whatever it is, instead of doing that, look at it through a lens of love and just come at it like Jesus would, you yeah. know? Yes, there's nothing with him having an encounter with somebody who's questioning their gender. That's not in the Bible. But at the same time, with everything else that you see, and especially the example that Caleb shared, you're going to, the way Jesus responds is completely different than how Pharisees yeah. respond. And I'm telling you, I don't know if there's something that brings me more concern in my life, Caleb, yeah. than to say, do I look more like a Pharisee, a Sadducee, you know, yeah. than, than one who truly is a disciple of Jesus, yeah. a follower of Christ? Yeah, yeah, so true, so true. And um, man, I think... Just as I think about, you know, my relationship with my kids and, you know, you've, I've seen some of this played out in real life, you know, and I've seen this, um, I've seen family members, um, push away other people. It's happened in my own family, um, distant, but it's, but I've seen it mm -hmm. and I've seen the negativity, um, that, that others have said towards these people, um, towards this individual. Um, I've seen the, the way that people laugh at them and joke about them when they're not even in the room. And, and this is, I've sat in this room, I've sat in this environment where these are people who call themselves men of God. These yeah. are people who call themselves women of God. And, but if, if if we were to to step back and 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 analyze that situation, right? Just like anything, we could we could pick out. No, I don't think Jesus would have done this. Yeah. You know, I don't think Jesus would have said that. Jesus wouldn't have laughed like that about this person and right. his or her lifestyle. And I mean, we're called to live like Jesus, right now. We aren't Jesus, so right. then our our biases do creep in, yeah. and and we do put up these barriers or or, or kind of wall ourselves off from some of these sometimes, and say, no, I'm not even going to touch that. I'm not even going to have that conversation, right? And and I think if we would just simply step back and and say, no, I'm here to live like Jesus, and we we have the examples, we have it in Scripture on on what we need to do. Yeah. Um, and how we need to approach these kinds of situations, then we're going to help. It's going to give hope to our son, to our daughter, to whoever it may be coming to us and saying, I need to talk to you. I'm dealing, I, this is, this is where I'm at in life. And, and if, if we can approach it in a way like Jesus would and love them yeah. and, and surround them. And I, and I think of, I think of, again, back to that picture of, of you sitting on your couch or whoever it may be, of in that moment, you just embrace your son, yeah. you embrace your daughter, and you reassure them that I love you. You're my son, you're my daughter, you know, and, and I love you and I'm here for you. Um, and, and you don't go into this moment where you try to fix right? Because we all too often jump into that mode and it's just, I'm here. I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm supporting you 
in this moment and and what do you need right like how can i love you in this moment right yeah yeah i i like that i i think it's such a good point to bring up if you're not the wordsmith and you're you're a little scared of a situation yeah. like this yeah there is no harm in just embracing your child yeah. like just hold yeah. them close yeah and keep your mouth shut if yeah. you have to yeah. you know i mean it, it's the truth but don't don't do something that would cause massive damage i can't yeah. tell you how many people i've sat down with i know you're you're the same caleb where you've spoken with people and they talk about the hurt that they suffered with the church or with a family member. Mm-hmm. I mean, deep hurt that still like is a pit in their stomach yeah. and they haven't been able to shake. Yeah. And again, a lot of times it's just our pride. Yeah. You know, we have such a hard time with it, but we come out with a certain stance and we don't want to back down. Even though we're like, oh my gosh, I've lost my son. I've lost my mm. daughter, you know, and still it's that stinking pride thing, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it's such a difficult thing to work through. But yeah, I again, it's I I just there's a reason why we're talking about it. We're we're men of prayer. Yeah. And I believe that it might be somebody that's listening to this. It might be for us, Caleb, you know, again, in advance of, of youth camp coming yeah. up, you know, yeah. with 30, 40 youth that we know a lot of them are going through this right now. God preparing us to be a father that they may not have, yeah. you know, uh, and same with our wives, you know, to be moms that they don't have that have scorned them. Uh, or even been part of ridicule, you mm-hmm. know, and things that they've gone through. Or again, if it's a drug issue that they're going through that just has dejected them and said they're good for nothing and they're going to yeah. wind up in a gutter. I mean, all these things that yeah. you know are being said to them, like that are, and words are powerful that are being spoken over the life, are their lives. We have this opportunity to come in and just say, oh, no, 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 no. Wait yeah. a minute. Your yeah. value, you are a Bentley. I mean, you mm-hmm. are extremely valuable in God's eyes. And you were fearfully and wonderfully made in the womb. And to be able to speak that promise back over their yeah. life. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm, I'm growing tired, Caleb. I, I don't know if you're the same, but just hearing about this over and over again, how the church is not responding in the right way. I mean, these are human beings. And they're amazing. They're artistic. Uh, they have zeal and passion and love for others. They've been wounded time and time again, but yet they're the most compassionate people in turn themselves. They don't yeah. reciprocate by being nasty people, even though they've been treated in nasty ways yeah. in the past. And like for me, I'm just like, oh my goodness, I want to yeah. stop with the holy huddles and I'll go hang out with them, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. they're human beings. Yeah. They're acting like Christ more than than my friends, you know, that would come under that same name. Yeah, And so... Yeah. That's, that's just me. Yeah. No. <laughs> just how I'm feeling. No. Yeah. And and I think, you know, if again, if you're listening, um, we, you know, like we said earlier, we're we're learning through this, but yeah. but God has called us. God has called us all to be in a place where we're supposed to to share his love and to share his goodness with those around us. And um, man, I can just think of of multiple situations that we've dealt with here at Amory and whether it's, you know, whatever it may be, fill in the blank. And do you know why kids keep coming back? Do you know why young people keep coming? Do you know why people in this neighborhood keep calling? It's because we've loved them. We haven't rejected them. And, and they know our, our beliefs. They know where we stand with scripture, but we love because if we reject, if we push away, we've lost. 
any opportunity. We've lost um, any opportunity to to share the gospel in in more detail or, or further with them. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. And so, um, man, I used to to think completely opposite. I was I would have been that that person um, five ten years ago. Um, that would have approached this conversation. And, and if you would have asked me five or 10 years ago, Caleb, can we have this conversation on a podcast? I'd have said, no, no, yeah, no you're, you're, you're completely out of order. Yeah. And so um, we're not here to change anybody's mm-hmm. thought. We don't want to, we're not forcing anybody to, to think differently. But I will tell you this, if you're listening and if you've never dealt with, with any of these issues in connecting with young people or, or young adults or whoever it may be, and and you think that you can have that standoffish kind of approach, I'm I'm just going to tell you it's going to backfire. Yeah. Um, and until you've lived it, until you've walked it, till you've sat with a young man or a young woman who's dealing with a drug addiction, who's dealing with a porn addiction, who's dealing with a sex addiction, who's dealing with being, or I shouldn't say dealing, I should, I, somebody who's sitting in a, in a place where they're saying they're gay or lesbian, yeah. if you haven't walked through that, then... I did. <laughs> then, yeah. then, then I would just say, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that comes across as harsh. Yeah. Um, I was trying to Spend think of a, the Lord. I was That's trying it. to think of a kind yeah. way to say it, but, yeah. but, but don't, don't at me, don't at Stephen, <laughs> <laughs> and say you guys are out of control because I, I honestly, Steph and I have had these conversations yeah. countless times, and I know you and your wife have. Is, yeah. is if you haven't lived it, if you haven't walked through somebody with it. That's dealing through some dealing with something or, or going through this, then then keep your mouth shut and and yeah. and <laughs> yeah. I t- be, because because I get so frustrated, man. And this is not to go off on a some kind of rabbit trail here, but I get so frustrated with people that say, "Well, this is right and this is wrong, and if you cross this line, then I'm not even going to talk to you." Right? And we've seen this play out. In politics, we've seen this play out in, in so many different things. COVID this year, right? Yeah. This past year. But I but man, like just enter into that moment with compassion. Yeah. Compassion. And if you look at the the meaning of compassion, co- the meaning of compassion, correct me if I'm wrong, is to suffer with. And a lot of times people are suffering on the inside when they come with these challenges with when they come with 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 what they're going through they're suffering on the inside and and they're looking for somebody to be compassionate with them towards them and that means to suffer with right that means to to get down off your high horse to get down off your pedestal or platform or whatever it may be and simply sit with that person sit with that young person Yeah. And th- this isn't meant to be scathing. Yeah, I, and yeah. that's, I, I even feel as you probably do too. When you hear me <laughs> speak, you're like, oh, back up, back up, back up. No, no, right? no. There's, but there is something about it where you're, you just think through it. Like yesterday, we were in church and the conversation was on money. Oh, mm. boy. I, yeah. I raised my hand at the end saying, yeah. I need help with this. And, yeah. and there's so many things that we don't have figured out. But you better believe because God has put us in these positions to work with young people and to disciple them in mm. different ways that he is 
absolutely working on us. And that's what's happened over the last yeah. several years. Like you yeah. said, five years ago, things would have been different. But man, it's imperative to God that we handle things a certain way yeah. and that we reflect him and his character. Yeah. Uh, we would be a bad example of Christ if we handled it in some of these other ways that we've outlined. So yeah. I just think it, it's... Again, it, there's no condemnation in something like this. Mm -hmm. I, I sure hope there's a little bit of conviction, you know, that's yeah. that's going on inside of you. If this is something that you feel maybe, you know, you just haven't been the best in because you don't encounter it all the time, yeah. you know. Uh, but ultimately, this is, we always, 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 it's so important just to go to Christ and, and mm -hmm. just to, to go to him again, like I was yesterday, raising my hand saying, God, once yeah. again, like I am... I am not a good steward of what you've yeah. given me. And I'm not always faithful in giving my tithe, you know, yeah. 10%. You know, I, I look for other ways to say, oh, well, that's kind of like that. Why why take shortcuts with yeah. God, right? And that's what I was dealing with yesterday. And yeah. so this is something we know that there's people listening where this maybe maybe you need to pick up the phone and call somebody that, that you maybe even inadvertently hurt, mm -hmm. you know, by your response, how you yeah. responded to them and how you went straight to Corinthians, right? And showed them that list of sins and right there in the middle yeah. is theirs, right? Yep. And and that's the thing. It's just, there's reasons why Jesus confronts this over and over and over again. Remove the plank in your own eye before the speck in another's. Like it's, it's more just the, do you realize, like how do you love someone in that moment while at the same time, you you not only it's not correction it's condemnation you yeah. know that you're yeah. putting on them that's not of god yeah and uh and again there's there's different sides and there's a lot of different areas that we could go into on yeah. this in, in 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 what we're talking about but i this is 100 percent birthed out of at least for me a spirit of I'm a dad and, mm. and I never know what I'm going to encounter. It could be a month from now. It could be three years from now, but oh my goodness, that those types of things with that kind of weight, it is, yeah, it is just so important that, and, and it'd be a genuine thing, not a mask that I'm wearing, mm -hmm. not a, okay, I read the book on this. And, and so I'm going to reply with these but, certain steps, you know, um, to my kid. Absolutely not. That's garbage. Mm -hmm. um, that's the filthy rags scripture, you know, yeah. uh, the, our righteousness, you know, is like filthy rags in God's eyes. Um, when it, when it's those types of situations, but instead that it would be 100% birthed out of love. Yeah. And it's just, Oh my goodness, I love you. And yeah. I'm here. I'm in this battle with you. Yeah. This, this isn't going to be easy. You yeah. know, for the next 20, 30, 50 years of your life, this is going to be an absolute battle, whether it's addiction or it's it's these other conversations that yeah. we've had. No matter what, it's going to be a battle. But guess what, son? I'm in it with you. I'm going to always be on your side. Yeah. I don't care what pastor says what. I'm on your side because you're my son and mm. I love you. And I can't help but think that that's Jesus with us. Yeah. It's like, I'm for you. I'm not against you. I'm for you. Yeah. And uh, I don't care what. This theologian says what this guy says, <laughs> Caleb, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. You're my son and I'm going to fight for you. Yeah. Even if it's, it's not pure, you know, even if it's not a hundred percent, it doesn't matter because you're adopted. You're my son. Mm. I'm the king. You're a prince. Mm -hmm. We're in this together. You know, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think for so many people, this is, it's, 
it's a tough conversation. It's a tough mm-hmm. conversation for me. Yeah. I've backed away from you like <laughs> three feet since we started this. I don't know why I keep backing up, but running out of space. Uh-huh. But um, no. Uh, but man, we're, I think just as we wrap up here in, in the next few minutes, um, man, I, I, I know, I hope you're encouraged and I hope you're challenged yeah. to, to sit down. And if you're married, sit down with your wife and have this conversation. Um, If you're not married, sit down and have this conversation with your parents, you know, whoever it may be. Um, Talk to your pastor. Talk to Stephen. His number is, no. Um, (laughs) But just hit us up, and we would love to talk with you. And and off air here, maybe share some personal experiences. Um, I I mean, we kind of shared a few here, but, um, you know, this is something we live daily. And, and, and I know, um, I know it's, it's in the forefront of what we do here at aim right in the neighborhood and the community. And so, um, again, we're not asking you to change your theology. Um, our theology hasn't changed. Um, we aren't asking you to change your viewpoint, but we are asking you to love and, and look, say, look at the way you're loving others. And are you loving them truly in a Christ-like way? And I know that's hard. It is, yeah. it's tough, but um, you know, think about these conversations because you never know what your son or daughter is going to come home and, and, and open up to you about. I mean, you and I have the privilege, both of our kids or all of our kids have been in and out of public and, and, and now private Christian education. And, and, and I'm saying like this, just because they're in a Christian school doesn't mean that these conversations aren't being had on the playground or not. Yeah. You know, eventually in the locker room or, you know, on the, the two hour ride to a basketball or volleyball game, like these conversations are surfacing in all areas. And so our kids are going to be faced with decisions ultimately someday, you know, and, um, you know, we, we need to choose love, um, and, and approach this in a way that, that honors the Lord and honors God and, and, and how he would approach that situation. So anything else to add, man? No, that's good. No, I'm just, I know after this podcast, I'm going to be in prayer you know, and just uh, asking God to consistently like just reveal himself to me. And, um, I just, I know he loves me without condition Yeah, and uh, I want to love others without condition. And it's hard. It's, it's easier said than done. That's for sure. But yeah, it's it's my desire uh, to be that way, to go through my life and not be offended. Um, yeah. And that's a hard thing to do, too, you know, with everything that's going on and, and so much injustice that you see in the world. But my goodness, Lord, just, you know, for Caleb and I, both our hearts, Lord, help us to just not be offended. Um, you know, I, I believe that's where life is, is right in that sphere, you know just don't be offended, yeah. you know, and, and just look at people and hear their testimony, hear their views and find the fingerprints of God on their life. And, um, don't have these disclusions, don't have these caveats, you know, mm-hmm. to, to their life and be like, yeah, I, everything they say, I can only take with a grain of salt because of this, because yeah. of this massive issue <laughs> that yeah. they're dealing with in their life. Don't do that. Like their life is dynamic. They're beautiful. Um, and, and God is, is utilizing them, you know, yeah. in, in a myriad, a myriad of different ways. So, yeah, yeah. so true. Cool. Well, Hey, um, like always, we, we try to 
do our best to, to wrap these podcasts up in prayer. Um, and so, um, just as we go into that, um, uh, again, reach out, I've said that like 20 times now, mm-hmm. reach out. And, yeah. and if you want us to pray with you personally and, and maybe through a situation that you're going through, or, you know, maybe, maybe you feel like there's nobody in your network and your circle of influence that sees these things the way you, you see them, or, or maybe you see them the way we do. And, and as we've described here and, and, but there's no support around you in, in your church or in your family. Um, and you want to talk with us, hit us up. Um, I'm on Instagram at, uh, I am at Caleb dot aim, right. Um, and Steven, you are, uh, at unite PHX or at S Frankie zero seven. So yeah, definitely here. Yeah. Hit us up. So Steven, you want to close us in prayer, man? Yeah. Yeah. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I, I, um, I'm always humbled, Lord, by the fact that you were so good and that you handled everything with such grace, Lord. And, um, Lord, I do not. There's no doubt about it. I fall way short of that, Lord. Um, There are definitely times, even with this subject matter, Lord, where I'm picking my battles and I feel like doing okay in the in those areas but others where i'm just falling way short lord and and i know that's okay um because for caleb and i and so many that are listening lord i know that we posture ourselves in this way where we're just dependent on you we're trusting in you lord uh to make up for all of our massive faults lord and all the ways that we we come up short Father, and I just pray uh, for anyone listening, whether they're going through something right now, Lord, where they have to make those, uh, have those tough conversations, Lord, or or it's the ones that have been recipients of those conversations or, or possibly will be down the road. Lord, I pray for grace, Lord. I pray um, that, that that would be handled in a way, Lord, that is thinking of the other person 100%, Lord. And um, we just love you. We love you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the listeners that are listening to this, Lord, that are going through uh, all kinds of hurdles and, and challenges in their life, Lord. And we know that you're with them, walking with them. And we just pray that for that to continue. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, hey, guys, thanks for joining us today. We know today's podcast was a little different than normal, but uh, just something that as Stephen and I live our lives, uh, just obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit and um, what he is asking us to do and and, and, uh, how he's asking us to live. uh, It felt like this was the right conversation to have today. And so um, just, uh, man, go ahead and subscribe hit that like button, uh, leave a review for us. Let us know uh, what you think about the podcast. Share it with your family, share it with your friends, share it with your dog. We know they listen. So uh, (laughs) anyway, so hey, have a great afternoon, great evening, wherever you are. We'll talk to you soon.